Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I'm currently kicking myself because I just recorded this podcast and forgot to turn on my microphone. But anyways, my loss is your gain because I've really organized my thoughts on this next topic, which is something that is very timely and something that you might need to know if you are among the law firms who have moved into the future and are using call recording or some sort of automated SMS text to communicate with your clients in any way, shape, or Form. So this includes anyone who's using a CRM, anyone who's tracking their calls, anyone who's sending SMSs from anything outside of their personal phone. This is a podcast that you absolutely need to listen to because the rules have changed and no one decided to send out a memo. So anyways, I'm going to get into kind of an overview of what's going on, what's the chances that you might be affected by this, why it's being enacted, and we're going to wrap up with what you can do if you are among the affected for this. And the big picture, you know, kind of narrative to this is stuff has been rolled out between the big telecom providers and the FCC to protect against spam calls, robocalls, spam texts, that kind of things. And by default, if you haven't set yourself up, you are now in the same bucket as those guys. But let's start with how you might know you're affected. So the big symptoms that we are seeing from people have been affected by this, and this is what kind of got on our radar initially was we started having feedback from people that we were calling and they said, hey, why is your phone number showing up as spam likely? And we were perplexed when that happened with us, but we got really concerned when it started happening to clients. And then we started looking into this and found out that this is an issue. And this originally, and this is kind of the weird thing here, it started showing up around November last year which is a very, very tricky time to tell whether your contact rate is messed up because that's the holidays and people are generally not picking up anyways. So the big symptom of this is low contact rate, which I define as the amount of calls you're placing uh, divided by the amount of people that you are getting to pick up your phone call, right? Obviously, with everything we talk about with sales and that kind of thing, it's very hard to convince people that aren't speaking to us in the first place. So contact rate, very, very, very important. So if you have a low contact rate, a lot of people, this was flying under the radar because you kind of expect that to happen with people traveling and all that kind of stuff anyways. But it's very likely at this point that they are not picking up because your phone number is showing up as spam likely unless they've saved your number for some reason. Another big symptom of this, if you are heavy on text messages, and I would say most of the people in this audience aren't sending mass texts, but uh, if you do stuff like appointment notifications or that kind of thing, if those are getting undelivered or not getting showed up or you're having no-shows related to stuff that you were used to having people show up, that is also a symptom of this because those are also probably showing up as spam likely. But basically, yeah, to sum things up, this ended up dropping in November, which made it very, very hard to notice. But I know if you guys, I'm recording this on the 3rd of January right now, you guys are, you know, it's the first week after the New Year's, you are ready to close out some business. Uh, anyone who said, yeah, let's start in the new year is starting right now, et cetera, et cetera. If you have a situation where people still aren't picking up your phone calls and you're sweating, this is something you got to get figured out right now. So to go into the big picture and why this is happening in a little bit more. So this has all been done to combat spam calls, right? So if you guys have noticed, I know I've, I've definitely noticed this as a consumer over the last couple of years. It seems like almost every month you're getting more random messages from people that you don't remember to or never opted into in the first place. Those robocalls and those voicemail drops in Mandarin or whatever are getting really, really frequent. And 
I'm not the only person who's fed up with this. Enough people made us think about it where it is going to the FCC, right? And the FCC, there's a lot of parallels here with what ended up happening to email back in like the early 2000s. So, you know, this and just to kind of parse out how that happens, if anyone is, is you know, very active in email and, and worry about stuff like deliverability, this is stuff you probably already know. But to kind of summarize for people who don't nerd out about that stuff all day, Email is something that was open. People started taking advantage of it. You had the, you know, the Nigerian scammers, that kind of stuff. And now we have stuff like spam, auto filters, moving things to promotion tabs, et cetera. So it's basically harder and harder to get into somebody's inbox. And that's basically where we are at right now, those early days for SMS and voicemail communication and as well as outbound calls, because unfortunately, you know, somebody peed in the pool and <laughs> we all have to pay the price for it. So anyways, going back up, how is the FCC ever going to enforce this? And basically what they are doing is they are holding the telecom providers accountable. So all of these numbers that are issued, and if you guys have ever provisioned a CRM on your own or a call tracking software, you know that you can air quotes like buy numbers for two, three dollars a month or whatever it happens to be. Those are all getting issued by the big carriers like AT&T and Verizon. So the FCC decided to hold those guys accountable. And the big telecom providers are now holding the people who sell those numbers accountable for making sure that those are legit. So in the same way that, you know, Gmail is not going to allow you to send out a bunch of crazy stuff where it's going to shut down your account. Now, you know, we have to essentially have ATT or Verizon air quotes vouching for you. And if it can't, it's just going to say spam likely. So if you guys have started noticing those calls coming up on your phone as a consumer, that's where that's coming from. So these people have not registered with the telecom providers. So, and if you guys want to do some independent research on this, and I'm going to try to cover enough so you won't have to, the big acronyms that people are using to describe this, it's A2P, which stands for app to person. And the reason for that is that it is very, very difficult to the point of like not even being something to worry about to do this kind of mass outbound through an actual cell phone, right? So most of the time, if you're getting, you know, those random campaign donations, texts or whatever it happens to be, that's not, you know, some intern copy and pasting the same message 10,000 times. There's no one has the time to do that. People are going to an app, they're filling it out. They're just spamming the fire text message a million times. And then that's how it's winding up on your cell phone at the end of the day. So if you cut up, if you cut out the app part of that, you cut out 99% of things. So it's actually a very you know smart strategy in terms of the governance to make sure that this is getting done. But unfortunately, we get rolled into it as people who use CRMs and call tracking and SMS automations and that kind of stuff too. So basically, the solution that they came up with is a new way to authorize things. So you have to essentially verify yourself as a business and they're off, uh, they're basically having different phone codes for these. And this is referred to as 10 DLC. So 10 DLC is the other little uh, short thing that you can Google if you want to check out how to do this. That stands for 10 digit long code. And basically, this is a previous thing was basically a three digit code. And basically, it's harder to get those you need to have those uh, hurdles to jump through. And basically, it's essentially registering your business with the, uh, you know, telecom provider. So most of the way this happens is going to be with your CRM. And there is kind of this intermediary player here too. So if you guys ever provision a number on a CRM or, or something like that, again, I know some of you have, some of you haven't, that's most likely going through a service called Twilio. And Twilio is essentially like the, the raw fright for any of the phone, voicemail, SMS stuff that's getting sent for pretty much 80% of the apps that are out there. It's probably including most practice management software, CRMs, that kind of stuff. But basically, you have to register either with your CRM, call tracking software, et cetera, or directly with Twilio if they integrate with that. And the information they need is going to be stuff like your business address. The spiciest one that they've been asking for, uh, which I could see some pushback on is your EIN number. But basically, you have to register. And this is just to make sure that you are a legit business that is contacting people for legitimate reasons. And if 
somebody should decide to go rogue and screw around, then there is recourse for making sure that that individual is no longer spamming people in the future, right? Um, and again, for 99% of law firms, and I'm hoping 100% of the people that are listening to that podcast, you guys fall in the category of people who are not spamming. So that shouldn't be a problem for you whatsoever. But unfortunately, until you get that stuff done, you are going to be showing up as spam likely for your outbound calls from that CRM or call tracking software or SMS, et cetera. So that's pretty much it, guys. That is the bummer. And this is kind of a new normal. And the thing that's crazy is that, you know, I've started seeing stuff from marketing circles around us towards the end of last year. No one's sounding the alarm about this. So if you guys have had low contact rate, it's worth reaching out to your CRM provider, or your marketing guy or whatever, and just make sure that you have this set up. If they know what they're talking about, and feel free to send them this podcast and make sure that they can reach out and get your stuff registered. You'll probably need to have your EIN and all that other pertinent information to do that. But once you get that all set up, you should no longer be showing up as spam likely and you're going to be back in the good graces of your customers and people are going to be picking up your phone calls and whatnot. So um, I know this sounds like a huge pain in the butt because it is. But uh, I just want to kind of point out the opportunity. And whenever there's like a shakeup like this in the industry, I genuinely I have like a sick appreciation for it. Because right now, if you're listening to this, and you're implementing this, and your calls are showing up as a real phone number, and your competition is showing up as spam likely, then you've got a little window of opportunity where you can steal their clients. <laughs> Or if they're opting in for both your marketing, you're going to be getting into contact with them and your other competition isn't. So I do like these little moments of chaos. I'm not going to go full little finger and say chaos is a ladder, but I do appreciate the Chinese phrase that chaos is danger next to opportunity. So while this is not getting distributed, you have an advantage if you want to get this implemented. So go forth and implement. And if you are, I uh, wish you the best of luck in getting in touch with your clients. And unfortunately, this means there's no longer any excuses for people not picking up. But you know, hopefully you can wash your tears with some dollar bills because they're going to be picking up. And if you're doing the right stuff, they're going to get into your consultation room and closing. So without further ado, enjoy that stuff. Best of luck with you guys getting out there. And I will talk to the rest of you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.